Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the canopy-filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your canopy-filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. I know that there's only three roses up here. That means I'm saying goodbye to one of you all. It absolutely destroys me. I have been going back and forth all day and what to do. Um, But it's necessary to get to what I want and what we all want, which is to find our forever person. God help me. 
Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and we are in the playoffs, you see, of Bachelorette Season 20, one of the greatest seasons that we've seen in recent memory, and I believe this is one of the greatest hometowns we've seen in recent memory. Tonight did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. I was a little... I my. My expectations were a little lowered by last week, and then this episode just fucking delivered. I agree. The greatest episode of mom play I've ever seen. Excuse me? I mean, overall moms. Maybe overall, but ain't nobody touching sweet nums. Okay. Sorry. What I mean is like, all the moms were bringing it. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I mean, all the family members were. It was a fantastic episode, top to bottom. Of course, there was a, a massive error, which we will get to. But some great play overall. And as predicted in our live show, Doughton whoa, fucking blew this thing apart. Never seen such familial play. We'll get into it, rest assured. But before we do, we have something to mention. The Pit provides, and currently The Pit is providing a live <laughs> viewing party for The Bachelorette starting next Monday, August 7th, 8 to 10 p.m. in Los Angeles, California at 33 Taps in Silver Lake. This is at 3725 Sunset Boulevard. Again, the bar is called 33 Taps. Pace Case and I have nothing to do with this, but this is some pit mm -hmm. dwellers who have put this event together. And they DM'd us and asked if we would shout it out here. So we're doing that. We hope anybody who can make it out there. Wish I could be there, but I'm in Gore Heartland. Exactly. And I can't watch the show with anyone else. <laughs> so, I wish I could come there too. I We were just talking before this, like, fuck, that would be so fun. Unfortunately, uh, we must watch the program in a certain fashion. We must then record an hour and a half commentary on the, the show. There's a specific <laughs> ritual to the watching and it cannot be interrupted and it takes four hours exactly <laughs> yes. we we will not be there uh but rest assured some other pit dwellers will be so if you can make it out to that again it's at 33 taps and they're going to start doing this next monday august 7th 8 to 10 p.m i'm sure it'll be a blast i god damn i wish i could do something like this it just is i hope to see some parasocial plays from it yes please parasocial plays so we can feel like we're there through our phones i know i'll definitely be on the lookout for that and uh again sorry we can't come to it i really would love to but it's just uh, i watch the show differently you know what i mean <laughs> i can't do it like that i just can't <laughs> I mean, you don't have to explain to me. <laughs> you and I almost did an entire podcast before this for like an hour after we finished watching. And then it was like, oh, yeah, we have to record. I know. We should have been recording the whole time. Anyway, once again, check that out if you can. It was such a good hometown episode. It absolutely was. But uh, if you're in the Los Angeles area and you want to meet up with some fellow pit dwellers to check out the show, live viewing party. Again, it's at 33 Taps, Silver Lake. Next Monday is going to be the inaugural kickoff one, 8 to 10 p.m. And what a Monday it will be. Fantasy Suites. I can't wait for it. But tonight, oh, yes. we are talking about hometowns. The first round of playoffs in this historic Bachelorette season 20. Let's do what we came here to do, Pace Case. And now, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. 
We open with the promo tonight on The Bachelorette. Life is not measured by time, it's measured in moments. We see tennis, love level threes, drive-in movie theaters, tears, letterman jackets, familial opinions, the genuine Joey, a goodbye, nothing makes sense, and Charity doesn't want to do this. Portion one begins. The first shot of the show is what? A butterfly. Moth on flower. Well, I call it a butterfly, and this was my... <laughs> creature of the week. <laughs> the first shot. Because, I'll tell you, a myriad of reasons. One, uh-huh. butterfly represents rebirth. A butterfly starts out as a caterpillar. It goes into a cocoon, a chrysalis. It emerges beautiful. Giant wings. That is what we are watching this season. This is the metamorphosis of our beloved game. Back to its former glory. Back to the beauty of the butterfly. Ooh. Also, I will mention for some reason... Did it make a noise? The butterfly? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. If it did, it was a sweetened piece of audio. That's a little... It's a little hint at my creature. Oh, I see. Well, I know what your creature is. That was my runner-up. Damn it. But uh, also, Dark Seeker really likes to perpetuate this strange rumor that I have a butterfly tattoo on my, my lower back, which I do not, <laughs> but I thought that it was apropos to mention. I that. like to perpetuate that rumor also. What? You do too? <laughs> what? Who are you telling? Where are you perpetuating? It's hilarious. Your tramp stamp? Butterfly? I don't... It, it doesn't exist. I don't know how this happened or whatever. It doesn't matter. That was my creature of the week. I feel like this has been a group... A group manifestation of Team Gore. We have decided that it happened. It's simply not true. I have one tattoo and it's a very tasteful dragon. Well, I already know that's a lie because you have two tattoos. The ones that I gave myself when I was 13, I don't really count. Um, okay. <laughs> well... You have three, including the butterfly. <laughs> okay, so we start out our hometown <laughs> playoff round. Houston, Texas is hometown number one. This is going to be Aaron. Charity walks a path in the park and tells us who she has left. Aaron, Joey, Doughton, Xavier, and a lot of pressure to meet the families is here. She's not taking it lightly. She wants clarity, but it's only getting harder. And so we are again in Houston. She meets Aaron out in this park, and I write down... I think this is a hoochie. Unfortunately, it's terrible for one simple reason. Mm -hmm. There is no approach. The approach is a zero. She just simply walks to him, and then he lifts her into this mount, which is perfect, high and tight, the cling. She had some outfits that I saw where I was just like, this isn't going to be good. But they all work. This is the thing about her hoochies. They're abysmal because they don't have approaches, Every other element of them is almost perfect. If she was able to work on her approach, I mean, whatever, the season's already shot. I don't know if she's ever going to do this again. But if she had an approach, she could be hitting tens. Her mount here was beautiful. She's wearing heels. That too. How is she supposed to approach? I don't know. That's what's got to be figured out. I don't know. Figure it out. The cling <laughs> I wrote is a sight to behold. Double ankle lock over under forearm seal around the back of the neck. Two kiss display of affection. Dismount into a double handhold with no break in eye contact. This was beautiful. This shit is high, high level hoojuing. Unfortunately, again, no approach. So the highest score it could possibly have is 7.5. That's terrible. That's the highest possible score for a standing hooju? 
If you if you get a zero on the approach, yeah, that's the highest possible score. If you get 10, 10, 10, 0, 7.5. Uh, anyway, Charity ITMs, she has hope. Getting back on track with Aaron from where they were on the one-on-one earlier this season. She mentions that this time is important for them to get back in that spot and Aaron ITMs that he hasn't brought anyone home for 10 years. She makes a, They make it very clear what the plot is for each hometown date, which I appreciate. Yeah, they really lay it out. I agree. It, I totally fucking agree. We're seeing if it's getting back on track since their first one-on-one. And he says, yeah. It's like in mixed martial arts. Uh, back in the days of Ronda Rousey. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. They were like, Ronda Rousey has one move. She's going to fucking get you to the ground and she's going to fucking put you in an arm bar and that's going to be the end of the fight. So everybody was like, I got to watch for the arm bar. I got to watch for the arm bar. You would know it was coming. I love that they set it up like this. We know what's coming. Can he overcome the distance? Sir? Yeah. <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, they have a picnic. He has your doings. And he says it's he ITMs it's been 10 years since his last meeting of the family. Interesting. And he talks about the sacred word love and that he wished that they had been at that point before they were having their meeting of the family. And he then says, after meeting my parents, maybe I'll be able to love level three you. That's what he essentially says here. Mm-hmm. And this was my Error, 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 error of the game. What? You never, I repeat, never telegraph a love level. These can only be played. You can hint at it. You can feel that it's coming. The other, the lead can too. Fine. We all know it's hometowns. We all know that meeting of the parents is going to allow you to raise a love level because now you see how the puzzle pieces fit and all that shit. We all know that. You don't fucking sit on a bench and be like, listen, I'm sorry I haven't used the sacred word yet, but after you meet my parents tonight, perhaps I'll be able to. What? You just fucking do it later. This was terrible. Yeah, and you don't say that it's like gonna change over the course of like two hours too. Like yeah, it's not it really calls attention to the fact of like how quickly the love levels are progressing. I had a different one, um, which also uh, could potentially be a conspiracy town too. Oh, nice. I don't know which way I feel. But yeah, I just felt that this took all the power out of his love level that he was gonna use later. And I will say this though, I thought in the beginning of of tonight's game, I was like, this does not bode well. The first play out of the gate is fucking terrible. However, (laughs) I just got to say, every other play that was made tonight was fucking basically perfect. This was the only error that I even saw. I was just like, fuck, everything else was Mm. so high level. I mean, professional era through and through. We have four professionals here. I mean, this meeting of the family, it's Southern cooking Aaron's brother says uh, like a preemptive glow. I know he's going to smile big and that's how I'll know that he's he defines it really in it. He says, this is what I'm looking for in a glow. His big smile. I'll know from his smile if he gets a glow or not. He's fucking saying, I don't know if this is true or not. That's like a studied family. But yeah, it felt like all the family members and all these families had read the book. Yes, I agree. In my opinion. (laughs) Except maybe Dottons. I think they're just naturals. <laughs> but we see 
They've got uh, the Brian's little sign on the front and Aaron kind of loads this bad cop mom situation that she locked the ex in a room for 45 minutes and grilled her. And I'm like, wait, but this is 10 years ago. Yeah. Is that? <sighs> yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I guess that was the last one he brought home. I understand now why he hasn't brought anyone home in 10 years. Yeah. Got to wait for those locks to wear down. Gumbo, frog legs. Aaron discusses parental longevity. He highlights his trophies he's got in like first one-on-one. And his brother like concludes this ITM about the glow. His face told me everything I need to know in body language. He does care. And then he gives this bro glow to him in person. And Aaron responds, you might be my little brother, but I look up to you. His brother produces tears. Yeah. You're automatically thinking at this point, like, how can anyone have a hometown that's going to go better than this? Yeah. The first, literally the first fucking family member spoken to produces tears. And this family member is not even a mom. Mom tears are like pretty common. Yeah. Bro tears. I don't fucking know how many bro tears we've ever seen. Can you imagine uh, Jet and Jack shedding tears over Madison Pruitt? <laughs> I I remember his form of tears, which was, but bro, it, does she even party? That was their conversation, yeah. <laughs> bro, you like to party, bro. You go party with us? <laughs> how are we still going to hit the club? How's this going to work? She's a little too Christian, dude. Worth the way seems... <laughs> But remember that. Remember the invocation of Pilot Pete later. That will be very important. So after this conversation, we see some one-on-one time with the mom and Charity. And mom asks, what do you like about Aaron? This is a, a values attack. She likes that he's gentle and passionate. And then she talks about how their first date led to future casting. And she asks um, if she's been in love before. Sorry, um, Aaron's mom asked Charity if she's been in love before. Charity says yes. And Aaron's mom says to have loved and lost is a good life experience. Charity says she's been put in a box her whole life. And she knows this thing she's doing is crazy now, but she enjoys the small things in life. And the mom then ITMs that she seems very purposeful and warm. She's very pleased. This is a form of a blessing, I would say. You know who else enjoys the small things in life? Ethel. Aaron's mom has a little sign. Mm. It says, Ethel's kitchen, keep out. Sign above the kitchen. Oh, wow. That's a fantastic sign. And yeah, that makes you wonder if Charity Man. saw these things. They had like done set deck to this house. Ethel's Kitchen, The Bryants. Yeah. I mean, I maybe those were there before. Probably. They probably were. I, th- I think those are familial set decorations. But nonetheless, like this is the kind of shit you want to be doing if you're a family. Yeah. Make your house camera ready. It should look like a sitcom when they walk in there. It should The house should highlight the qualities of the people inside it. I mean, this is... So good. Portion two, we get the... We have have a couple more things here. Uh, Aaron's mom asked Charity if she would say yes to a proposal. This is a forced precog. Charity says probably, but it's not a reflection of... Sorry, she says probably not, but it's not a reflection of Aaron or their relationship. She just 
she values the process and saying yes one time. So she wants to be 100% certain. So she's honest with Aaron's mom here. And then Charity ITMs that Aaron was the first guy she saw as her husband, but they're trying to get back to that place they were on the one-on-one and she doesn't know if they have enough time to get there. So we're still getting the narrative that that's the problem in this relationship. Mm -hmm. He's in last place. Yes. Uh, We probably should have mentioned this up, up top, but if this is your first season, Hometowns is the first round where the lead actually has to play. They're trying to starve off the five attacks by the family and they're trying to get the blessing from the parents or whoever is representing that figure for them. The charity is so good at knocking down these attacks. Yeah. Every lead should study what she did in this episode. It was incredible. But she also gets a one attack. She gets the values attack a lot. There were a lot of familial people that were like, what is special about my son, brother, mm-hmm. etc." You know, so I feel like she got practiced at that one pretty quickly. But no, she was very good at uh, being able to deflect them. And the heartbreak one. Yeah, the heartbreak one. Yeah, she was good at, at being able to deflect them. You know, we never got a location attack tonight. Location attack is maybe a little bit more of an exotic attack, but usually the parents will ask, where are you going to live? Have you thought about like what your future lives would be like. Hmm. At any rate, portion two begins. We are back on that first hometown. Now we see one-on-one time with Charity and Aaron's dad. Aaron's dad says he's grateful that Aaron brought her there, but it blows his mind that Aaron would do something like this. This is a time or process attack that the show, this whole scenario is too crazy to fall in love. And the dad says he does trust Aaron though, despite how insane everything is. And Charity says Aaron swept her off her feet and the family was the missing piece Dad says, we have a good time. We fight, we scratch, we claw. We love each other. He says this whole... I love this line. We fuss, we fight, we claw. I was like, okay, here's my sweet nums. Parental award. Yeah. No. Yeah. He had some in the chamber for sure. That was your sweet nums parental award? No. Oh. I told you, this week for me was all about the moms. Yeah, I agree. But I mean... I feel like in some other seasons, this would have been my Sweet Nums Award. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It was strong family play all night long. They also emphasize Christmas. And I thought that like the family helping with the talking about the tradition, the family tradition and sort of future casting for what the family and grandkids are going to be like was amazing as well. Sometimes we'll have the family be like, you have to join our yearly golf tournament or whatever the thing is. Uh and the dad basically says he's at this point before 30, wants to meet his person. I'm meeting you today. I get it. Would you say this is dad blessing? I say it's dad glow because it's almost like some kind of visual confirmation. Like, I get it. I know the meeting is also about personality and stuff, but it wasn't like he was being asked for permission to marry here. It was more of just like kind of a an approval of uh You know what I mean? Like being in her presence has made me understand why you like her so much. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Um, I wrote about this glow. Eddie Sweetnums. Any other year. I know. (laughs) Eddie. Uh, The dad ITMs, I think he's smitten. This is basically a loaded glow as well. We see Aaron and his dad. How did you feel when she's on the other dates? This is kind of like setting up the attack of, you know, there's four other guys. He says he compartmentalizes, screw the other guys. And the dad says, she's a sharp, articulate, beautiful young lady. That's what we call a keeper. And they 
Such a line. Such a good line. He says, I love you, Aaron, more than anything. Love level fours. We get dad tears. Aaron cries. He love level fours him back. And the dad says, take your time when Aaron is crying. And he says, your support meant everything. I'm so proud. And Aaron ITMs. I've been seeking this approval from my dad for years, and I'm overwhelmed with how my family is rallying for me. I mean... Unbelievable. This is a fucking touching moment. It It is play on multiple levels. He's showing you here. He's not just playing our beloved game, which is uh, landing charity, making it as far as you can in this process so that you get invited on Paradise get your numbers up, maybe you become a bachelor. He's playing that game. We've been watching him play that game for a while. And an interesting season. This is a tattletale. And now he's here. This man tattled against a villain, and he's here. That's true. He's one of the most successful tattles. For sure. And in this moment, he shows you that he's playing this other game. A game with his family, seeking approval from his dad. <laughs> Whether that was true or not, I don't know. Like, if he had really been waiting years for some... Would have been faster to start a podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you should have started podcast with his family. Highly recommend it to anybody out there. But he's showing here that potentially he wanted this approval from his dad for however many years. Maybe not. But he's he's concocting that narrative. Yeah, who cares? That in this moment, for whatever reason, because he's on this reality show, nothing else has changed in his life really other than he's dating this woman on a reality show. But it's also kind of like, at least there's, to me, a subtle implication that the dad, the family is proud of him for playing this other game well, for playing The Bachelor so well. Yes, because it's... it. Well, it's also like a praising of charity because it's like mm -hmm. the fact that you are with this like high-caliber woman. It's so good. It works on... You're right. It works on so many different levels. But just like... I almost wanted him to just be like, Aaron, you made it to playoffs in fucking Bachelor. Like, dude... You're an awesome player. That's what I felt that the approval was. You know what I mean? That the dad like valued the sport of it too. Yeah. I know that's inaccurate, but <laughs> I wanted it to be true. I mean, but there's like, that's kind of implied somewhat in this of like, it's kind of like your, your child has won some sort of pageant. I mean, there's not a really the equivalent, but it's like saying you're a good catch. Yeah, essentially. Nonetheless, uh, we then get the debrief and Aaron's mom tells them both that Aaron is smitten and tells them to not be afraid. Or sorry, this was an ITM. Tells them to not be afraid to continue to put your heart out there. And then Charity says she can't wait to come back. Ooh. Mom says from your lips to God's ears. Well, I don't think God was listening. <laughs> they leave and Charity ITMs that this is a family I would want to be in. She can even envision coming home on the weekends and holidays. This is a home that makes sense, she says. That same feeling you look for in love, she felt it in Aaron's home, that acceptance. Then that night good comes. Good on paper feeling. Yeah, it, it truly is a good on paper. But she was saying so many things about returning in the future. I was like, mm -hmm. it was almost a little bit of like she doth protest too much, you know? She was saying it a little too much. And I don't know if she said it to everybody and they just didn't put it in the edit. But if she did, then masterful edit. Whoever cut this show, if you have footage of her saying that to every other family and you only put it in Aaron's, fucking congratulations. That was a genius editing move. If it was editing, it might be real. Here's the thing. I feel like it's a producing move. And it's like, you know what? 
Hometowns makes everyone closer. Let's put fourth place up front. Nice. She won't have had positive ones beforehand to compare it to. Right. He'll instantly be in the lead in that sense. You know what I mean? Try to even it out. Yeah, that's good. So you make them you make them go fourth place first, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean you're yeah. right. The order of it does matter, I think. But I just got really heavily interested in her talking about like, I'm coming back. See you at Christmas. I'll be I here again. I just think there's no way she says see you at Christmas if this is the fourth date. Right. No, you're you're 100% right. Like, hometowns, I don't feel like, and Charity kind of points it out, I don't, don't feel like it becomes serious until hometown number two. Interesting. Yeah. I can see that happening. I, I'm curious now, though. There must have been some first hometowns that were ring winners. I'm sure that's happened. Oh, no, I'm sure there have. Yeah. At any rate. We go to the night portion of this date. Aaron takes her to his high school football field, a private arena date here. They sit on the 50-yard line right in the center of the field, and he pulls out matching Letterman jackets for them that the producers have cringled. So this is a little bit of a prestige date. They got him some uh, unique gifts. They have gotten access to this football field. Not that it's an NFL field or anything. It doesn't It's probably like a phone call you know, to the principal. Hey, we want to shoot the bachelor in your football field. And that's about it. Nonetheless, he gets it. And he says the leap was taken today and he really feels like he's falling in love with her. Love level three. We get a kiss and charity item. She feels valued sitting on that field was Friday night lights for her. He also brought, he brings a little radio, AKA the producers have said here, bring out this radio and he plays the song they dance to during their one-on-one -on -one by Lauren Elena, which also charity mentioned by name in the family portion of this hometown. And I was like, Got to service a contract there. Got to get at least two mentions of Lauren Elena's first and last name and the song they sang to in the fucking episode. Um, so they dance to this song and Charity produces tear play as they slow dance on the football field. Very Americana. Charity ITM's feeling so good. Aaron is a person of purpose and his family let her know that this man loves and cares for her. And when this is all said and done, she will not have a worry in the world if it's him in the end. He pulls her into another standing hooju here on the football field. Again, she has uh, just a full display of unreal athleticism, but no approach. So unfortunately, this isn't an actual hooju. But even in this, there's double ankle lock. There's a firm forearm seal. Just unbelievable. Beyond the approach, she may be one of the best hoojuers that's ever lived. But with no approach, you're not a hoojuer. My apologies. She ITMs that they are back in full force. So he's overcome the distance. We're saying no hooju? I'm saying no hooju. Okay. Update the grids, <laughs> Lizzie. <laughs> and then <laughs> I wish I was joking. <laughs> no, Liz, I know. I forgot to put in all the date information of the rose ceremony from last week before tonight. So I had to go back through and do all that shit. We must keep the grids. The sanctity of the grids is at stake every time. Uh, at any rate, she ITMs that they're back full force. So whatever distance they might have had, that narrative is concluded. Everything worked, right? We heard her say, I'll see you at Christmas, right? Then we get a casting card. Are you looking to ace your love life? It's time to shoot your shot. Portion three begins. Hometown number two. We got Joey in Collegeville, Pennsylvania. We then see Charity looking stunning. She's literally the most stunning person in the world. And then we see a bunch of geese squawking, interrupting this sacred moment of hoodoo 
with their loud calls. And then Joey even says, because even the geese are excited to see you, and that's why they were mine. <laughs> Creature of the week. <laughs> got a noise in, got a reference, interrupted a beautiful moment of hooju. They, they're stars. I, they were my runner-up. Um, this was another hooju that we didn't get to see, unfortunately. I don't understand, but it looks like she approaches with a slow jog. Are you saying delete, not a hooju? No, it was, but I, I can't. Okay, I can't judge it because the shots they give us uh, are so close up. We don't get to see any of the actual action. But she approaches with a slow jog. She even says, "I'm running to you." It looks like she's giving an effort here at an approach, and then it looks like he kind of pulls her into a hooju, but no coverage. You, I have no idea why would you have them do this if you're not going to cover it. <laughs> If you're not going to display it, if you're not going to present it, that doesn't make sense to me. If you're going to never, gonna... never let this go, I never will. I I can't. I simply can't because all I want to see, all I want to see, is the fucking huju shot and presented properly. 4K. I want to see it with the Matrix budget. And it's a simple thing to do. It's a simple thing to do. I can tell you what the shots are. You have a couple of Marty in there. You start out on the hoojuer. That's going to be, in this case, charity. Then you cut to anchor. I want to see their faces looking at each other. Then you cut back to hoojuer, charity. I want to see the approach begin in the next shot. This is the run. It begins. I want to see the smile on the face. I want to see the arms out wide and high. Ready for what comes next. This is the mount. The mount is presented. I want to see... A backhand spring into the hooju. That's what I want to see. If we ever see something like that, you want to see something like that? Follow this shot list and eventually you'll get that. This shot list will give you that eventually because it will present it like a sport. Charity can give you that. No, I know, but I don't think people take it like seriously as an athletic thing yet. You know what I mean? Oh. Uh, so I think the mount is wide shot, full body, both of them in profile. As she's running, I want to then cut to a three-quarter shot from behind the anchor into the hujuer as the legs come around the waist, as the arms go around the back of the head. Now we're in the cling. Move in closer. I want three shots. One shows me a clean shot of the back of the arms. How are they interlaced around the back of the neck? One shows me a clean shot of the legs around the back of the waist. Do I get double ankle lock or do I not? What type of shoes are being worn? That adds to difficulty. And I think that matters because she was wearing some crazy ass shoes. There were like high heels in some of these fucking things. Uh, or I'll never forget that Rachel Lindsay one, season 21 in the fucking snow in like knee high snow in a giant parka. Jesus. Katie Thurston, final rose ceremony in a giant ball gown. Yes. Uh, then the final shot of the cling is back to that. Uh, Side shot, the silhouette of them kissing. And you see how many kisses are in the kiss bombardment. Now, for mm -hmm. the dismount, pull back wide. I want two three-quarter shots from behind each of them, showing me the hands. Do they ever break contact? Then a full wide shot. Show me the feet. Show me the eye contact. 
And that's essentially it. That's your. That's how you present Huju properly. And don't miss one of those shots. You're not asking for much. I'm not at all. They have the footage. The, the crazy fucking thing is they have the footage. They might have to put a couple extra shots in there. Make them do it one or two times, which they already fucking do anyway. Hire four or five more cameramen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Build a stage. I want a fucking Huju stage built and you carry that thing around the world. Anyway, sorry. Maybe that's minutia alarm, but I, I just... No, I thought that was exquisite and beautiful and I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. I just felt like we've been cheated of the Huju this season. We have. And and there's one sitting right here that's probably fucking phenomenal and we didn't get to see it because they're in these weird shots. I know. Two athletes. Uh, after that Huju and Kiss Bombardment... Charity loads that she's going to love level three if all goes well. Joey then ITMs, I can't wait to have fun with her today with my little surprise. He then crinkles a tennis outfit for Charity. They are having a tennis lesson. I think this is a great hometown date choice idea. It's, you know, this is the Pruitt method. I well, You show off what you're the best at. 100%. Uh, I love this kind of a thing, especially when it is sports related because sports play an important role in our beloved game. Uh, you just absolutely love it. There's kind of like inherent competition, but it's also fun. It's athletic. It's great. And uh, he is giving her this tennis lesson. They kiss. He Or no, sorry. He ITMs that he's the most re- his most real self on a tennis court. He teaches her how to hit a tennis ball. Then Charity ITMs that she's never played tennis. She says he was cute before, but now he's even cuter because of the tennis. Literally saying this upped his level. He has an ability to make her feel calm and at ease. He's generous and patient. Makes her uh, heart feel good. And then he keeps giving her this tennis lesson. There's a little kiss. Charity ITMs that he makes her feel giddy. And uh, she lets her walls down because he's such a loving person. Another kiss. And then some dude walks onto the tennis court. (laughs) This is Uncle Joe. Joey's Uncle Joe. And he introduces him, hugs all around, and the Joey ITM shock didn't think Joe was going to be there. And then Uncle Joe ITM... <laughs> I just have like Joe, Joey, Joe, Joey, Joe, Joey. Uncle Joe ITMs that they have similar traits, including name, obviously, and he tries to help Joey avoid the mistakes he made in his life. What? I'm immediately like, what mistakes, dude? I need to see that show. I know. It's like he's killed. I know. He just leaves it like a mystery. And this is where this is where I'm going to pack a little bag and go to somewhere called Conspiracy Town. Population me. Bro, I already know what you're going to say. I already know what you're going to say because I've been living in this house too. My conspiracy town is that Uncle Joey is an Adams family strategy plant to try to get Joey the bachelor role. Yup. <laughs> I don't know. When you moved into this house in conspiracy town, did you hear noise in the attic? That's me. I've been up here for a while. That's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm in your attic, I'm in your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I've planted cell phones all over this house. Moved, where are you living now? I moved into a toilet in an abandoned house in Conspiracy Town. Um, so I agree with you. 
I don't know what the code word was or the code action, but certainly they had one. As soon as he walked onto that tennis court, they had a prearranged code that if Joey gave the sign, he was supposed to go Adam's family so that he would get kicked out in third place or fourth place. If this is your first season, to be clear, this is basically designing a code word with your family beforehand that if you make hometowns and you're not going for the ring, you can choose to go for Adam's family, which is creating a chaotic meeting of the family situation that's going to blow it up and it's going to give you this perfect victimization edit to be the next crown. Um, And I just feel like Uncle Joe came in with... (laughs) Came in like a tornado. Yeah. And, but the other side of me says that when uh, Uncle Joe tells Charity she's good at tennis and Joey says, or that she's not bad, he goes, Oh, Joey goes, Oh, yeah, I would have to sugarcoat it for you. This was my error, 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 error of the game. In case my conspiracy town is not true and this wasn't a plant, I feel like Joey not being genuine Joey on the tennis court here with Uncle Joe, who's so important to him, his, Mm. uh, I guess, patriarch, uh, was was a mistake. Interesting. I, I, I mean, Jesus Christ, maybe this says something about me. I never thought any of this was real. Like, no, there's not 1% of me that thought this was real. I was like, this is all acted. That's what it felt like to me. And he had, like, bold glasses, yes. too. Kind of like a character. Yes. I think he was coming on to play the character of, like, the skeptical uncle. But you got to remember, like, think back to some of the greatest Adams Family players. You're looking at, like, Desiree Hartsock's brother, Jesus Christ, in season 17 of Bachelor. He literally is sitting next to Sean Lowe, like, fucking kind of puffing up against him. And then he's like, what? Sean Lowe's like, what's the deal, dude? You, you don't like this process or whatever? He's like, I think you're a playboy. Cole's the fucking bachelor a playboy. I mean, he's the... <laughs> I don't I don't know if he's the inventor because was that before the bird funeral? <laughs> no, that was way after the bird funeral. <laughs> I mean, no, actually season one. Yeah, technically season one. Season one, you had that family that did the, um, the dead animals. There have been many Adams Family players, but I'm just saying... His uncle didn't bring it to that level. You know what I mean? I think his uncle had just like kind of a plan. No, he didn't call Charity a playboy. Exactly. And I think Desiree Hartsock's brother was real. I don't think that was... Like you're an F-girl, Charity. I don't think he was playing. I think he was able to get to that level because he really did not like Sean Lowe. I think that was 100% real. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I don't either. This just felt played to me and not played <laughs> as intensely as it could have been. Anyway, I'm glad you joined me in Conspiracy Time. Yeah. My pleasure. For that one. And we then get this discussion about one of the one of the familial possible familial attacks, which is values and about how it would be to have an interracial marriage and family. And Charity says she's never met a non-black family. It shows I care a whole lot. She's love level wanting him. She's reloading love level three for him. They make out portion number four. (laughs) I see Michael Strahan in a commercial and I think of DLP. Hometown number two, meeting of the family, the moms. 
Joey's mom. Instant tears. Instantaneous. Once they come in the door. Unreal. I love a I love a wet mom right off the bat. This has been one of the greatest tear places. I mean, Charity's one of the greatest tear place players of all time. We'll get to a place she made later tonight that was like unreal. I think she might be the greatest tier player of all time. I think it might be why I'm loving this season so much. I identify with that aspect of her personality. Face covered in tear. Whole face wet. Whole face wet. Yeah. It's not one or two little tears. Yeah. It's whole face looks like... That was my runner-up for face, but... Glass of water has been poured down it. Yeah. It's unreal. The volume of her tear play. Incredible. The consistency. The persistency. Incredible. It's it makes her so for TRR. Yeah, I agree. Her face is so wet. How can you be mad? <laughs> I agree. Anyway, oh, Charity does a, a scrunched up face here, which was also a great face play. Uh, the father leads in a cheers, and we get Charity and Joey's sister. Instantly, what makes Joey stand out to the other guys? How is he different? Uh, she also issues a heartbreak attack on her and asks, are you love level three? And she says, I am love level three. Sister glows her. Yes. And then Charity ITM loads the love level three again. We get this one on one time with Joey and his mom. Values attack. What's unique about what you have versus the other guys? This is essentially the reverse of asking Charity, what makes my brother unique? This is asking the brother, what makes you unique to Charity? And he says she can be herself around him. That's good. He feels like he's gotten to know who she is. He brings up the interracial marriage conversation as an example of them having deep conversations. And his mom says, if you're uh, being you and being real, she's going to fall in love with you. She's afraid he might get heartbroken, heartbreak attack here. Joey praises the process and says he's wanted this and talks about it for so long. Mom says that's what's scary, produces tears. And then mom says mm. she's so choked up. Mom says, you've talked about this for so long. That's what's scary. And she goes, if you found her, I'm very happy for you. She, her voice, because her, she's so choked up, it goes into this like monster kind of voice register. It was very reminiscent to me of Bring Her Home to Us. It was like a heightened, uh, a strange version of your actual voice trying to say some kind of advice or something about this process. You know what I mean? Oh, I have a different Bring Her Home to Us of this episode. Oh, nice. Yeah. We see Joey and his uncle Joe and says, were you being you on the tennis court? Are you portraying yourself or someone she wants? Uh, how confident are you? You've been the most genuine self. And I'm just waiting for genuine Joey. When are we going to hear it? Genuine Joey. Yeah. Joey's very confident. And Uncle Jay says he is pleased. He says, Joe, Joey says, Joe, Joe. Uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joey says, I already love level three. Yeah. <laughs> Might be engaged. We did it, Joe. Charity then talks to the uncle. He attacks the time. Charity says, is he ready? And Uncle Joe says, I don't know if he's ready. Also, maybe he's someone else. How confident are you that you have the genuine Joey? Like, it's the alliteration. Mm-hmm. It's the branding that like would make the best promo. And then you could also be like, it's my fucking crazy uncle. I should be the bachelor. Yeah, I think so. I Right here at this moment, I wrote, it's almost as if he was 
This was pre-planned by Joey and Uncle Joe, almost as if they're playing it, planning it for him to be the bachelor. I mean, for sure they were, 100%. I mean, I'm 100% on this. I'm sorry. Wow. It was. It's right there. I think you're even more into the town than I am. <laughs> I built this town. <laughs> you built this town. I know the secret passages. <laughs> At any rate, uh, oh they God. all leave here. We get this big hug. and I have all my little finger things. Charity ITM's not knowing. My little birdies. If she's going to play her LL3 now. And... Uh, they sit on a bench outside to debrief. Joey says it was an awesome night. He wanted to check in with her. Charity says it was great. Nice. Great conversation. She felt accepted, loved by his family. He sees how happy, uh, he says they see how happy I am. He re-ups that love level three. She does not return it. And he says he's falling more and more in love. So this is an attempt at an escalation of level three, but he's not doing that. The only escalation here is love level four. You can't be like, I'm... I'm double falling now. You made a really good point about that last week of like not doing love level three till hometowns. Yeah, he blew it. If you can. He blew it. He didn't need to, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't see him winning this fucking thing. But I mean, maybe he has positioned himself well to be bachelor. I don't know. Game of Roses is sponsored by Better Help. Clues. Uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills, you know, the... The whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, mm -hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing no nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims 
clues. It is springtime. It is the off season. It mm. is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like clues who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced, King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Oh, but... Uh, he said he's excited. Here's what I think is the order now. Okay. Aaron B goes home. Then Dotton goes home. Mm. And then Joey goes home. I think Xavier's ring winner. Interesting. What do you think? God, I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. And I'm hopeful that it's Dotton wins. <sighs> I hope so too. That's my my hope. I don't know, but I just feel like he's the best player. Um, and that mm. doesn't always mean that the best player wins the ring. In fact, it rarely does, I think. It just means that you will make it to playoffs or probably uh, fantasy suites. But I don't know. I've just loved, especially in the past like two or three games, everything he has done has been at this fucking level of quality that you just you very rarely see in Bachelorette. Um, in my opinion. He's played one of the best seasons so yeah. far, but I just see the chemistry with Aaron B, he's like my ex. I just like, it's hard to not see that. Wait, Aaron B left. Aaron B got kicked off tonight. I mean, not Aaron B, Xavier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Xavier has such good chemistry play with Charity. It's hard to not see that. I agree. But we'll see what happens next week. But here, they're sitting on this bench outside for that debrief. And she does not love level three him. And uh, as she's getting into the car... It seems a little awkward in the auto zone and charity produces tears. She blames it on missing that she's thinking about missing him and having to leave him. And then as she leaves Joey ITMs that the bench in the auto zone felt weird. It felt like she was uncomfortable. His head is spinning, wondering why she was crying. He felt confident in everything, but not now. Could this be the end for him? So he's laying in this little bit of drama here. So the producers have told him to say this in ITMs for sure, but nonetheless, this is now, we don't know. Is she feeling bad about him? Portion six begins. Hometown number three. This is Xavier Cleveland Day. Charity walks by a lake as she ITMs that Xavier also makes her giddy, but again reminds uh, us that he reminds her of past bad relationships. She is not wearing hooju gear, I say. She walks slowly to him, mm -hmm. gives a bit of an approach toward the end of her walk. Three strides. Not a good approach. Very staccato. 
There's no fluidity in the movement. There's no building of momentum. But then the mount and the cling are fucking perfect again. And she's wearing this outfit that is like high heels in a fucking skirt. What? Huh? Oh, how? How? This is fucking insane. Here's the thing. I I bet she I bet she's holding out. I bet she has layers to her hoojus. She's gonna have a fantasy sweet hoojus that is gonna it's gonna give us a real approach. That's just like a fucking hundred yard dash, dead sprint as fast as she can. Yeah, just like a two. It's a play. Fucking Michael Jordan esque, like from the free throw line. It's just like. Braden's escalating earrings. It's like, this is hers. Xavier's got his scarf. I mean, I just loved this date. Yeah. We see the Cleveland sign, which I love. It just reminds me of Pilot Pete's season. And the hoochoo. Xavier says, we're doing something crazy. How long can you hold your breath? Love this. (laughs) I just like, to me, Xavier is like the funniest one. And like, I don't know. I just like, I think he's such a strong player. It's like a a type we've never seen before. This like. Absolutely agree. Fucking knitting date. And maybe because I was in the knitting club in high school, this really spoke to me. But uh, they go to this yarn store. (laughs) I wrote here, play the game. (laughs) The yarn store was for you? Yeah. Taking her to the yarn store. No, that's not it. It was strong. Fuck, it was strong. They go to this knitting class and he says, I'm in the lab all day. And when I'm stressed, I like to knit. It's chill vibes. They pick this California blue yarn. She says, I've got my sticks. Oh, my God. She's so likable. I wrote down. (laughs) She says, I've got my sticks. And the other knitters quickly reprimand her. They're needles. (laughs) But this is, to me. Now, this is going to sound maybe out of left field, but this was reminiscent Uh of when Luke Parker took Hannah Brown to his church. And there was a whole room of people basically there corroborating, he's a good guy. This has the same effect. But he didn't even know these people. No, but it doesn't matter. This is like his knitting community. He doesn't know them specifically, but it's like, this is what I do. These are cool people. But they have something in common. I thought it was like a ceremony of the ancients, kind of. Oh, yeah. It had that element a little bit. We... (laughs) one of the ladies says don't be scared it's just string yep incredible that might have gotten my Jorge Moreno but there was another woman who started talking about learning to knit as a child and then after Xavier tells the group he knitted something for charity this woman says that it's most rewarding to give your knitted item to someone else she says it's a hug knitting is a hug and this woman was my Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. I I mean, it was hard for me to pick between the knitters, but this woman was also my Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. Hey, they're shooting an episode of The Bachelor down at the knitting club. We need some people to come down. Do you want to come down and uh, knit in The Bachelor? Sure. And then you steal the show.
She was the only person who saw this as an opportunity, I think, to steal the show, and she fucking did it. Brilliant. The guy tried. He played a PTC, heartbreak PTC here. Taught himself to dit to impress a girl, and she got a boyfriend. But I loved Knitting is a Hug. I loved It's Her Happy Place. It was just like such a good ad for knitting, too. Yeah. And, um, he's so patient with you, holding her hands. <laughs> Teaching her to knit. Oh, God. It's so good. She loves seeing this wholesome side to him. They make out in front of everyone. Love that. They've gotten comfortable. <laughs> Uh, they go to a coffee shop. Charity hits up the storyline for Xavier. I'm worried he won't get there. I'm already there. And she tells him she wants to acknowledge how open he has been about his fears. But I am I have a fear of someone not prioritizing me or choosing me. And he says, I'll strive my to push myself to be better for you. You only know by spending more time. And she again, ITM, she's scared he's ready. And we see... Cleveland at night. Charity and Xavier walk up to a house with some Kringles that we we do not see. We never see those the whole episode, and Charity has them in each uh, hometown. These are gifts bought by producers. Probably bottles of wine, maybe some flowers. Who knows what? I don't know. And he ITMs, I want to love level three. And at the threshold, he says, you're about to meet the most important people in my life. I love this like movie drama line going in. They open the door, hugs all around. We get dad, Clarence. We get Chelsea, sister, I believe. Uh, and we get mom who has the MS PTC that we've already heard this season. So now we get to meet the person who uh, got Xavier interested in his career in the first place, why he does everything that he does. Mom immediately produces tears upon seeing her son. This is what I'm talking about. I knew this was going to be perfect. Uh, group discussion. They talk about knitting and first impressions of one another. They're, uh, they both have had amazing first impressions. It's easy to talk. The journey has helped him grow. And then uh, Tracy, Xavier's mom, ITM's a glow. Their energy together is like, whoa. <laughs> She was given a chemistry glow, it felt like. And we'll get to another chemistry glow later. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tracy, the mother, bites her lip when Xavier says that Charity is such an amazing person. And this was my... Face play of the game. It's so 4TRR. It conveys such excitement. You could basically feel the element where she is loading that glow. She's like, whoa. Yeah. It is hitting her in the face. And this is also why Tracy gets my Sweet Nums Parental Award. Oh. I... My loved one does an MS walk every year for MS, and you can go to events.nationalmssociety.org to find one near you. I loved Tracy, and look, there was obviously one other strong contender, but because she got my face play and I almost cried during this day, sure, she, she gets my award. Understood. Chelsea, uh, Xavier's sister, then sits down with Charity. She forces Charity to establish her love level. 
in a fascinating conversation. Chelsea says, do you really like him? Or are you falling in love? Or are you already there? She's saying literally, is this love level one, three, or four? Charity says she's between like and falling in love, which I guess is a love level two. Uh, but she hasn't verbalized the falling in love part yet, and neither has he. She says there were hesitations with Xavier, and she asks his sister if she thinks he's ready. And she says, oh, yeah, he's been looking for a person for a while. He's super committed and ready. He's a giver, generous. Oh, my God. Fucking never cheats. Best man on earth. He's Superman. The sister play. Unreal. He's Superman. <laughs> and then Charity is like, yep, that, I'm exactly the same. I'm Superwoman. He'd knit me a thousand scarves. It was incredible. This is like all of the players other than Uncle Joe uh, essentially gave 100% support to whoever the family member was. And, and not just support of like, yeah, I'm behind whatever he wants to do. It's like, he's the greatest fucking guy in the world. You will be fucking lucky to get this guy. Just brilliant. Yeah. Beautifully played. Oh, when the sister said she's a, he's a giver, I was like, oh, Xavier's winning. Uh, Charity says that she overextended herself insanely. Oh, God, I love the sister play. And Charity ITM is nothing more attractive than a man with a purpose and a plan. We see Charity with his mom, Tracy, and she wants to know if they're in the same place. And Terry says he's mentioned walls about wanting to propose one time, wants to truly be in love. Do you think he's ready? And the mom says, I know he wants to get married and wants to be a dad. You're, you're asking me if he's ready for marriage. Guess what? He's ready for marriage and kids. And dear from the short, the, he's got fear from the short amount of time, bringing up this attack on time. Ugh. So good. Get a moonshot here. And then Xavier and his dad. Oh, by the way, I thought Joey had two gay dads. I don't know. Is that true? Yes. He says his parents got divorced when he was younger after his dad came out as gay. He talked about it on Happy Hour. Weird that that would not be included in the show. I agree. We may never know unless he becomes Bachelor. But then we get this time with Xavier and... That makes me think he doesn't. <laughs> his dad, that's totally possible. And his dad issues a frivolity attack. Xavier asks him, how you know it's right when you meet somebody? How do you know it's the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with? And the dad says, it's a feeling when you're with that person like nothing else matters. When you're with that person, you love unconditionally and you do everything you can to help their life and you get their back. Do you think Charity can be that person? And Xavier says, he can get there but he wants to know what his parents think. And the dad says he sees a connection there. This is a glow. Dad says she's a nice young lady. And if he's ready and he knows what will happen, uh, he should go for it. And the dad ITMs, he cares a lot about charity and he's feeling something. And uh, he doesn't know if it's love, but it's something for it coming from his son. And then we get one-on-one -on -one time with the mom, with Xavier and uh, his mom. And she asks if he's ready with charity. He says, yeah, he doesn't know if she'll choose him, but he's ready for this in his life. And his mom tells him, I've never seen you like that. She doesn't know what it is. Well, mom, it's a glow. That, I mean, that should have been in the promo, that line. I agree. Never seen you like that. I was like, that's a mom play of the game. Ugh. We we get the group debrief just as Xavier, with just Xavier and everybody likes charity. His sister says, everybody, the dad's like, I love her. Or I like her. Mom's like, I like her. And then the sister's like, I love her. 
She's phenomenal. <laughs> she sees them being partners and she's happy about that. Xavier ITMs that his sister does not play. Having the support from his family gave him so much confidence outside on the bench. Xavier just fucking does it. This is how you play level three, Aaron B. You don't talk about it earlier in the date and then fucking kind of titter it out. Well, I've seen enough and now I'm ready to do the thing I said I would do today. There's no preamble here. He just fucking does it. I love you, Charity. Or I'm falling in love with Charity. Uh, it's fantastic. Gets a kiss. She ITM's reassurance at hearing the sacred words and feelings have intensified. And she's conflicted now about how she feels about everyone. Xavier's love level three was my... Play, 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 play of the game. He timed this out perfectly, and I think that that sometimes separates the great players from the very good. Mm. We saw Joey fumble with trying to extend the love level three, and I just, I feel like Xavier has played the strongest wall game out of anyone, and it's like his love level three means more in this moment. I agree. It's also just like perfectly timed after this perfect hometown date with <laughs> he's not even the first in his family to love level for her. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. It was a fantastic play. I had another play later that was, in my opinion, a little more impactful. But mm. this was a, this was the best love level play, I think, of the the night. We see they kiss. Charity says, my feelings have intensified a hundred times. They hug in the audios, AutoZone and kiss. She doesn't want it to end. He says, there's always a tomorrow. Charity says, he could be my husband. Ugh. It was great. It was, I mean, a flawless hometown, really. As have all of these been except for Joey's. Joey's was the only one that had a little hitch in it. So you're really looking at like perfect hometowns and it's down now to style. It's now like how perfect can you make it? It does become mm -hmm. like you're saying about seemingly small things, the timing of a love level raise, the outfit of a mom or something, you know, some shit like a sign hanging on the fucking wall, you know, it just, it really is. Um, God, it was just a great hometown. It was like maybe one of the best overall hometowns of all time. There wasn't a dud in the pile. Um, Portion eight begins hometown number four, fourth and final. This is Dot in Fresno, California. Day, Charity's rubbing her hands in the park, dress in heels, tough hooju gear, I write. Charity ITMs that the real Joey argument used by Uncle Joe in Joey's hometown has her wondering if she's now getting the real Dotton. And I was like, now this is some weak producing, in my I, opinion. That seemed fake. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. You can fucking, you know, spend another hour on it. Try to figure out what Dotton's wall can be. This did not. Yeah. Like, what can we do for Dotton? This did not come across to me at all. I was just like. They also try to say it's like he's too good to be true or something yeah exactly exactly this one didn't land for me nonetheless i get it you need some obstacle to overcome that's good that you're thinking of that absolutely give each one of them that but and who cares because <laughs> we see it just a i mean one of the greatest hometown dates that has ever happened happens on this date she meets him on this path no approach no mount no cling he just picks her up kiss 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 not a hooju at all and then dot and itms wait not? No. <sighs> okay. He just picks her up. That's not a hooju. Strike it from the record. <laughs> Don ITM's a reminder that he's at love level three, so we know where he is in the game. 
They sit on this bench and they talk and he tells her that his parents are in Nigeria so they won't be there because of a timing issue. This is a trip they take every year and it just happened to land at this bad timing and he ITMs that he wanted to have parental feedback but his brothers and sisters will be good too. And she arrives with Kringles but ITM's disappointment about not meeting Dalton's parents it's one of the biggest parts of all of this to know if you can move forward with somebody you have to be able to meet their parents she's essentially saying and it seems like he's sunk. It's a huge disadvantage in this round of play. Now, I believe this. I believe this wholeheartedly. They haven't ruined it. It hasn't been promoted anywhere. We haven't seen pictures, to my knowledge anyway, we haven't seen pictures of his parents in any of the promos or anything. They haven't put it out on Instagram. I really thought they weren't there. I had like a moment where I was like, is this going to be, you know, yeah, a fake out? But I, I had misunderstood. They were on a vacation in Nigeria. He said that they take a trip every year to Nigeria. I don't know if it was vacation. I don't know if it was visiting friends or something, family members. I don't know. So they shortened the trip is what happened. Yes, they came back from it or rescheduled or or whatever. We don't know. But Doughton here, in my opinion, knows they are there and he is active. Oh, shit. Yes. And so I'm just going to do it now. Doughton acting like his parents weren't there was my... Play, 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 play of the game. We see what unfolds. It's not only saying my parents aren't here. When we finally meet them, his mom specifically, she's a fucking hurricane. You never been hit with parental play like this. And you don't even think she's there. And then boom, surprise. Oh my God, she is here. And oh my God, what the fuck? This play is insane. So that was my play of the game. This setup, I again, I just cannot believe it was actually a surprise to him too. I mean, that's a conspiracy tag, but... <sighs> I just can't believe it's a surprise to him too. I, like mine's maybe more conspiracy tag because I'm like, oh no, the producers lied to him. They were like, oh, they got... They couldn't do it last minute. They have no communication with the family. The producers are doing all the communication. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you're right. In any case, whatever it was, then if, if that's the case, if it's real, then his parents... It makes me want to rewatch the footage. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was playing. Nonetheless, I mean, he was playing. Whether he knew about it or not, the play was great. The, the having the parents not be there was great. Uh-huh. And we then get uh she comes in charity meets some of his siblings and his grandma who's cooking in the kitchen who who could have been a, a sweet numbs all t- unto herself and dawn itms that grandma is a vibe an expressive person who loves to cook we see her cooking and she itms i can feel and see they are bonded from heaven she gives them a heavenly glow <laughs> have we ever seen a heavenly glow before this is what i'm i feel like it's we couldn't write a character this good to be serving mom play. I agree. And all family play. This is the grandma, but the grandma is also wearing this like (laughs) apron. It's a full mood. It's just so good. And then we cut back out. Charity is sitting with the family and she's telling everybody that her best friend is Nigerian. And I think one of her sisters says, I told you or I remembered or something. Does that imply that they all watched her season of Bachelor and knew some detail about her? Well, they must have researched. I feel like, yes. I feel like that is what was happening here. I missed that line. At any rate, then two guests arrive. 
surprise, it's Dalton's mom and dad. Dalton picks his mom up into an almost hooju. I was like, oh, am I about to see a fucking mom to son hooju? Holy shit. I also wrote, his mom is hot. Get in that bloodline. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> to everyone. I, that'll be the sixth attack is the bloodline attack. Dot ITMs that his mom is very critical, but he's looking forward to her input. They do this group recap of all their plays so far, bungee jumping, etc. And then Don's mom ITMs a glow, can see the connection, and he seems happy. One-on-one time, mom and Dotton. She likes charity, and she seems to be pleasant. But there are still other guys in here. So where are you in the ranking? And the mom asks, or sorry, where are you emotionally? The mom asks if he's in love, if he's falling in love. This is, are you LL4 or LL3? Reader behavior. I literally wrote reader behavior. Daunton then says, it's definitely <laughs> falling. He's identifying. I'm at three. I still have one more to play, mom. And uh, he knows he has one more level. And that's not coming until next week. So he says, if they can keep moving forward, it'll be true love. Essentially saying, if I go to the next round, I will love level four. Mom is concerned of Daunton getting hurt. She's issuing all these standard attacks. And we see Dalton's sister and Charity having some one-on-one time. And she says, you're very special to him. I can tell. Glow. Sister Glow. Charity asks if this is the real Dalton. Now, this is just a producer-fed line. You got to ask them all if you're getting the real Dalton. Sister's like, huh? Yeah. What are you talking about? I mean, I, I think this is Charity playing ball. Like I do, too. She's like, yeah, I'll do that. It's like, whatever. fine, shit. You've worn me down at this point. I'll fucking whatever. Exactly. Just tired, <laughs> delirious. Yeah. Just ask if you're getting the real Dutton. Uh, One-on-one time with Don's dad and Charity. She asks if Don's ready for marriage. Dad's like, yep. You ain't fucking get me with that one. <laughs> then we see... <laughs> yep. Some one-on-one time with uh, Don's brother's sister. And... His brother says he's a long-term guy and he's the most faithful man and he never looks at another woman. The man cannot see other human beings. If he is with you, you are the only person on the planet. Unreal. I love this. This is high-level shit. I want this. I am the only woman you can even see. I mean, this whole family is just like knocking it out of the park. We see charity means the world to me. I might cry. I'm so grateful. She says, mom says, where are you now with my son? Charity deflecting off of her shield of tears on her face. It's so special. I can't even put it in words. Produces tears. Deflection. Mom, I know you're in a tough position. If you pick my son, I'll give you a nice wedding in Nigeria. Big time. You are my daughter. She is actually sweet nums. This is my sweet nums moment. Same. You're my daughter, Hannah Ann Sluice. Yes. I I mean, well, I'll just do it now, I guess. That's why Dotton's mother was my sweet nums player, parental player of the game. She does something later. That was my favorite play she did. But this was fucking absolutely insanity. It is a blessing and a glow wrapped in one with a promise to continue the fantasy. Like, Dotton does this shit too. Subtle turns of phrases, ordering of certain words or ideas that just like take away any doubt. 
And in this, there is a subtle uh, kind of implication that this, this fantasy world you're in where you're being whisked around the world to all these exotic locations for these fun things, I can keep that going. She literally says, I will whisk mm. you to Nigeria. It, like that might as well be an international travel round in this fucking show. It's unbelievable. It's like the fantasy doesn't have to end if you wind up with my fucking kid. Oh, God wow. damn it. Wow. Beautiful. Anyway, Dawn's mom ITMs that she likes her and will embrace her. Uh, Dawn's grandma tells her she loves her, hugs all around. Charity ITMs that it was perfect and she's feeling even stronger about Dawn than she did before. They walk into the driveway and Dawn has an old car rented for her. This date ain't over. This is, uh, then they go driving. Massive producer favor here. You don't mm -hmm. get this shit without the producers. They go to a drive-in movie theater. I guess that's in Fresno. Uh, where's a fucking drive-in movie theater? No idea. Charity ITMs that her parents would always go to drive-in theaters. <laughs> Have you looked for one? I haven't, but like there, there aren't that many of them. I'm assuming there's one in LA. Oh yeah, there may be. I don't know. I don't either. Fresno? I mean, maybe this isn't even a real movie theater. Maybe they just... That, that, that could be too. I don't know. I don't know. But they go to this drive-in and she says in an ITM that her parents would always go to drive-in theaters and she looks for direct signs. And with Doughton, she gets them as though it's faded, as though the stars themselves are uh, passing judgment on this relationship, are supporting this relationship, have potentially constructed this relationship. Then they play a movie on the screen that is Charity and Doughton as they are children. Slideshows of them as kids. We have seen this exact date a couple other times in our beloved game. Uh, we saw one on an impromptu early meeting of the family in season 22, Ari Leyendike taking Crystal Nielsen to his home or his parents' home, I should say, rather, and showing a slideshow of his own pictures. Here we get both of them. This is like the type of shit people play when they're getting married at their weddings. They're having that experience now. Mm-hmm. Uh, producers are really favoring him. This is why I think he may win the ring. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my mm. favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F 
leaf.com slash roses. Try firstleaf.com slash roses. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe, unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I mean, it... It's certainly producer favor. That's what I will say. And for me, if I'm really thinking about it, I'm like, oh, maybe they want it to be a closer finale. Okay. Maybe they know the order. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it's it's a very good way to like be able to show compassion for yourself is to like picture yourself as a child mm -hmm. and like be kind to that person. And like the kids stuff, like definitely is, is that's literally just trying to get you to cry. Totally. And it's also got these dance videos of him and his family and charity ITMs. That's where this came from. It like makes fun of one of his dance moves. Oh, shit. You might be right. He might be the ring winner. I don't know. It just feels like they're pushing that very hard to me. 
But uh, interesting. I feel like it's just it's going to be like such a bad heartbreak at it. But oh, maybe it will be. I don't know. I don't know. Like next Bachelor vibes. Whatever they're doing, though, it's I'm totally fucking invested in it. I would be happy with either of them as the next Bachelor. I agree. At the end of this little movie, Charity has tears streaming down her cheeks, just sobbing. She asks, is there more? He says, the story's not over yet. Kiss, kiss, kiss. And Don ITMs, he's ready for this movie to have a happy ending. So he's implying there's more to this. This is just the beginning. Then we get this Golden Bachelor promo, which I found pretty interesting. Fine wine and cheese. A taste that only gets more refined. In life, good things take time, and this love story is worth the wait. Here's Gary, your first Golden Bachelor. And then he goes, I don't always date 20 women at once, but I'm about to. <laughs> that This promo is bonkers. <laughs> I loved it. He seems like a prisoner on an alien ship. <laughs> yes, I can't wait for this, Joe. I cannot wait. Uh, anyway, Portia and I begins. We're back in LA and Charity's sitting down with DLP. They give kind of a breakdown of like, how did all the hometown uh, games go? And we check in with the love level status in each and we see her talking about how good Aaron's family was. She could see herself there on Christmas morning. And uh, they're back on track. He love level three to her. Xavier, she got a lot of questions, answered about his readiness to get engaged. Love level three to her. Doughton, incredible. Surprise parents uh, showed up. And he has an ability to make everyone around him feel special. Also, uh, love level three from him. Joey, everything was great. Loving family, but there was a challenge. The conversation with Uncle Joe about Joey not being real, but also he's at love level three. So they're even yeah. dead heat here. I love this. And DLP breaks it all down. So wait a minute, you got four love level threes and are you loading love level threes for all four of them? Yes, I am. You're love level three with four men. Can I get this right? Yeah, exactly. He's like, sign this paper. Um, Charity says... Sometimes I do feel like he'll ask one half level up or something to what they've said to try to like get it. Oh, interesting. That's a good good uh, Dark Lord work there. Charity says that tonight, two people will be heartbroken. One of them will be her. Tears. She doesn't know what she's going to do. That's a good line. Uh, she ITMs being conflicted, and then she can't picture saying goodbye to one of them. And then we see all the guys getting ready, and Charity is ITMing. It's hard, but she has to follow her heart, even though she doesn't know what that is right now. She doesn't know how to make sense of what she's feeling. And did you see what's on the table? Three roses. Mm -mm. What? Maybelline Fit. No. Yes. On her fucking table. And then right before the Serena ad. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. Good work. It is nice. Portion 10 begins sunsetting. We're on a tarmac, a very familiar tarmac. This is a little airport that I am almost 100% certain is the same airport <laughs> where pilot Peter Weber held his post-hometown rose ceremony uh, that we got to see Madison Pruitt. Oh, Ugh, God, what a player. Such a good rose ceremony location. If you haven't seen season 24 of Bachelor... I, I go to that conspiracy town with you. I'm in the attic. I believe it's the same. I think it is the same. Um, but if you haven't seen season 24's hometown rose ceremony, please watch it. Madison Pruitt puts on a work of art. Anyway, we are at that location. And I will say, I believe that this is important because it... It elevates it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to save this. I'm going to save this little speech for after Aaron gets eliminated. So we see Dotton arriving. It does elevate it, though. It does. 
We see Dotton arriving and he tells DLP that everything was perfect in his hometown. He's very connected. Aaron's next. He feels pretty good, pretty confident. He L3. Xavier comes in. He mentions love level three her and seeing his life with her. Joey comes in. He has level of three her, but he thinks he's actually love level four. And DLP asks him how he'll feel if he doesn't get a rose. <laughs> he'll be crushed. I assume he asked that of all of them and they just didn't cut it in. But it seemed especially mean that they would do this thing. <laughs> He says, what's the hardest part? Yeah. Oh, so you, you're really in love, huh? What is you going to feel like if you don't get a rose? Uh, then Charity arrives, hugs DLP. He asked her the hardest part, saying goodbye to a great person, somebody she has already seen as her future husband. Charity ITMs that the reality is that she's falling in love with four people and the person she dismisses won't see it coming. She knows that it's going to, and she knows what that will feel like because she's been in that uh, position. She doesn't know how she's going to do this. It's all sad and hurtful. She doesn't want to do it. Produces tears, comes to the podium. She says, hi guys, I'm going to try to get through this without crying. We already know that's not going to be possible. This week exceeded her <laughs> expectations for her to be met with love and warmth, showed her how remarkable the families are. And she got more insight into all four of the guys. And this is the hardest day because there are only three roses. So she has to say goodbye to one of them and it destroys her. She's been going back and forth all day, but it's necessary to get what they all want. Finding their forever person. Rose number one, flower, first flower. Who does that go to? Oh, wait, you're cutting out the last line. Sorry. God help me. I thought this was one of her best opening remarks for a rose ceremony to date. I agree. Totally agree. Because it was like, this is going to suck, but... It's necessary. And now... Higher purpose in two ways. Jesus Christ. Dotton gets that first flower. Xavier, number two. DLP emerges from the shadows. Final rose tonight goes to Joey. Aaron gets that Tam Sig. Then he dark touches Charity. I haven't seen him dark touch her at all. And he did it. He did it post Tam Sig. He did? Which is not usual. Usually you see the dark touch. The dark touch, by the way, for those who may be new to the show, is when the Dark Lord, aka the host of the show, places one hand at the small of the back of the bachelor or bachelorette just before, traditionally, they give out the final rose. When the Dark Lord comes out to say, final rose tonight, when you're ready, usually that's when you see the dark touch. Here we see it after the Tamsig. Just a, a small note, but worth noting, I thought. Where do you think it's going? I thought the dark touch was over. It's clearly back. Just in a different place. Aaron holds his eyes closed in heartbreak at hearing Joey's name. It's so good. Charity immediately produces tears at the dumping bench with him. I don't know what to say. I still don't know if I'm making the right choice, but that probably doesn't help you. And he says, I'm really trying to hold it in. I hate that it wasn't me because I really thought dot, 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 felt feelings I've never felt before. I thank God for you going out on a 4TRR Christianity play and she goes I could go on about all the great things you helped me as a person you deserve the best I know you're going to find it sorry it wasn't me her face is covered in liquid yeah if I may um, just bring up one thing mm -hmm. this bench that they're sitting on is hallowed ground I believe I believe I don't know if it's the exact same bench that Madison Pruitt issued her ultimatum on. But immediately after the hometown rose ceremony of Pilot Pete's season, Madison Pruitt has secured a rose. She then takes him outside and she tells him essentially, you can do whatever you want, but I don't think I can be with you if you're going to have sex with somebody in the fantasy suites. She got a fantasy suite rose and then 10 seconds later 
issued the ultimatum on one of these very benches. This is one of the greatest plays of all time across Bachelor or Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise or any fucking game you want to put up there. And it was done here. This is, in my opinion, the way you repurpose things from the past to elevate things in the present. This is legacy. Mm. That set, that place, that feeling of greatness is put on this. Whereas in the bubble seasons, you would see them recycling date ideas or props even from season to season in the cases of some of those lockdown seasons. And it just felt cheap and shitty. Bro, ceremonies in weird places. Yeah, it it felt like afterthought. Here, it feels like Mm -hmm. uh, reverence for that spot. An event. Mm -hmm. Anyway, just wanted to mention. And it probably like helps heighten the drama of the rose ceremony as the players are experiencing it as well. Not that they'll all recognize that it's that same hanger. (laughs) Uh, But uh, her dress is like the... like the Milky Way in this scene. It's so gorgeous. And he produces tears once he gets in the car. He says, I was ready to get down one knee. I don't know what I did wrong. And Charity says, I'm love level three with someone, and yet I sent them home. This is the most absurd shit I've ever done. What if I made the wrong decision? Cries in the ITM. What a perfect fucking episode. Yeah, it was great. I was just, I loved it. And then we uh, get our promo for next week. She will be engaged in Fiji. The overnight is to help her decide who her husband is. Doughton is going to love level four. We see Queen Charity coming in on a throne. Joey's ready to get on a knee. Waterfalls kisses. Clarity is 100%. Oh, sorry. Charity is 100% in love with you. (laughs) Clarity. That was a typo (laughs) on my part. Maybe Joey isn't his full self, surprises a week out from proposal, and somebody shows up that isn't supposed to be there. This is not a drill. I don't know who it is. Then we get this tag. Dalton's mom. Skeleton or resurrection? I think skeleton. Dalton's mom gives Charity a gift, the sack in the tag. It contains bracelets and a dress and a necklace the mom puts on her. And then some waist beads that Dalton's mom says are for for the bedroom. And Doughton reacts to his mother's sexual innuendo about the woman he has brought home to meet her for the first time with full eye aperture and full mouth aperture in shock and surprise. And this was my... Face play of the game. This was a runner-up for me. I it was a, such a good face play. It was so fucking funny. I was like, I could not believe. Uh, uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe his mom made that play, and then his reaction to it was fucking absolutely perfect. It was unbelievable. It was so good. But uh, yeah, that wraps up our coverage of this first round of playoffs, Bachelor at season twenty. Who was your MVP for his all around? familial play that was iconic. I think we're going to look back on this as one of the greatest hometown dates of all time. Mm-hmm. Dotton was my MMMMVP. Dotton was also my 
I agree with everything you've said, Pace Case. Um, it don't get better than this. I, this is one of the, the best first rounds of playoffs of all time by a Bachelorette player. Um, I, I It's going to be so hard to beat this. The parents showing up, supposedly unexpected, we can have conjecture about if he knew or not, but whatever. Right. The narrative of it, uh, whether it was real or not. If it's planned or not, it's still MVP. Exactly. Doesn't matter. Exactly. Uh, just absolutely brilliant. And then to have basically all of his family be all-star level family players, uh, just beyond belief. It was a perfectly played hometown with style. There were so many good hometown dates, like memorable moments from each one of them. Like, uh, again, the battle of the moms for me, I was obsessed with this. The amount of tear play that Charity is doing yeah. is lendings. That is elevating the show. How for TRR she comes off. 100%. It's, ugh, I just think she's an amazing bachelorette. I agree. One of the greatest. One of the greatest bar none. Look, I, I know that I'm shitting on her hoojus because she doesn't have an approach. That said, she's doing them in skirts and heels and even without an approach, that makes it harder to get full ankle lock. That makes it harder to get uh, mm -hmm. full hand lock or a high mount. It makes these things more difficult. No approach. It's hard to even get it classified as a hooju. It's not a hooju. I rest my case, Your Honor. Well, some of them. <laughs> At any rate, uh, we thank you for joining us tonight. Maybe we need our own grids. We will be back. Yeah, we have to go uh, maintain the grids. But we will be back from our grid work this Friday with This Week in Bachelor Nation where we will be breaking down all the news that is happening around the nation. And God damn, there's some crazy ass news. That shit that's happening with Bethany Frankel right now where she's basically like, I'm starting oh my God. a reality TV union. Period. I can't wait to talk with you about that. Ugh, what an icon. It's so fucking nuts. So we'll have that out on Friday. And of course, we got Grace Ann uh, doing grafting covering love all your love island needs of both uk and usa and however many other ones there are. grace ann has cloned herself i'm pretty sure i know <laughs> grace ann is digging her own pit to where we don't know i've just been trying to keep up with the show and that's been really difficult let alone make a podcast about each i know she, she's going into very dark territories down in the bottom of the pit and we appreciate it sincerely and we hope you guys give that a listen but that is it and we'll have a new Digging Deeper on Monday. Indeed. Should be some good stuff in there. I cannot wait to see what is in that. There's The nation is, on, is in a tizzy right now, and I am all about it. That Nick Vial shit with the Golden Bachelor was... I mean... Insanity. 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 We'll be covering it all. But uh, thank you again for joining us. And Pace Case, before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It's been 7,799 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. 
please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast please review this podcast please get a friend to listen to us and then 